the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. It's 9, 10 a.m. Talk 910.com. Talk 910.com. I was just taking a look at an odd story that's out there. Magazine signed by John Lennon. How much do you think it's going to sell for? It's a 1966 magazine signed by John Lennon containing the remark that the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. Sold for $12,713. Not too shabby, huh? Go to Lisa in Petaluma to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Lisa? Yes, hi. I'm calling because uh, my husband and I are trying to do loan modification, and we had found a company um, in Southern California called Parsa Law Group, And we're a little unsure about whether or not, you know, how we know whether it's safe to use these companies. And we had heard that you knew of somebody or that you had talked about somebody on your show in San Francisco that you had thought was doing a good job. Um, And so I was hoping to get some information from you about that. Sure. Now, when I heard that you were calling in about the Parcel Law Group, I took a look at it. And I don't know this for any other, you know, I don't know this for certain, but... Go Google Parcel Law Group, and you're going to see scam. You're going to see all sorts of just hatred being thrown at this company. They took my three thousand um, dollars scam, paid more than thirty five hundred for a loan modification, but when my application was denied, they've not returned my calls for over a month. Um, company out of San Diego said they have access to investors who actually own your own loan. I'd be careful. Just from what I'm seeing on Facebook, not Facebook, but Google, I'd turn around and run, Lisa. Now, well, I, I mentioned that to them, and they said, well, when you're the biggest company in California, you know, you've got more customers, you've got more happy customers, but yet also you have more unhappy customers, which I can agree with that, that when you've got people that, you know, didn't get loan modification, they're going to be unhappy and they're going to post versus a small company that doesn't have as many customers. But, you know, where can we where can we look to find somebody that, you know, that we can potentially trust. First and foremost, a lawyer can't do anything that you can't do yourself. So mm-hmm. come up with a hardship letter, come up with a budget, um, show them what you're going to be able to pay. And that's the first thing. And try to do a modification on your own. Next thing, Lisa, what I would say is I know one a lawyer that I can show you emails from people who have successfully used her, modified their loan, and actually went as far as to thank me personally for this. Um, let me see if I can give you a, an example. Um Okay, this person sent me an email just a couple of days ago. Um, can't thank you enough. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for sending me to this person. Her name is Michelle Miguel, and I don't, I don't, 
make money off her. I don't have any relationship with her. She doesn't do kickbacks with me. I just, she's um, an attorney that does modifications and what she'll do, Lisa, and I'll give you the website. Her um, her website is San Francisco Real Estate Lawyer, San Francisco Real Estate Lawyer. Now, let me just show you how honest I am. And she's not going to like this if she hears this. She's incredibly boring. She's the world's most boring lawyer. Um, like you, when you meet with her, Lisa, you may fall asleep. You may go, this sounds like a really bad idea, but she's doing a good job with modifications, with short sales, with foreclosures, with deeds in lieu of, and she's the only person that I've heard back from my audience that they've used, that they like and that they trust and that things went as planned. And if she can't help you, she'll say, I can't help you. You're screwed. Um, you may be too far upside down. Now, again, the parcel law group, I know nothing about. And all like that Google search from what I saw made me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. I agree, it was ugly, and I I presented that to them, and they said, well, you know, they gave me all this, this, and that. But you know, we've tried to modify already on our own, and we're unsuccessful. And so we're you know hoping that somebody might be able to help us. So yeah, Michelle McGill, she's at four fifty five Market Street, and again, San Francisco Real Estate Lawyer dot com. Um, I know she's busy. I know she's good. She's one of those people that you meet that you're like, she got into law for the right reasons. Um, she, you know, she's not like a LA law kind of person in any way, shape or form. You'll, I think you'll like her and give me feedback, Lisa, if you do contact her, um, and, and good luck and thanks for the call. All right. Thanks. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. The show, we kind of jump all around, don't we? <laughs> Absolutely. So we just did loan modification and Google searches and what have you, and better business bureaus. We talked about a John Lennon signature going for $12,000 If anyone wants me to sign a magazine in 30 years from now, it might be worth something, but I'll only sign one magazine. That's Jugs Magazine. So if anyone wants me to sign it, I'll gladly do it for you. Throw the old Rob Hancock on it for you. Um, the recession. We know about the recession. We know that it's 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 playing out, right? So... I was doing a little research last night, and who doesn't like shrieking girls? They mobbed the fifth floor of Saks Fifth Avenue's flagship store in New York. They snapped pictures of Justin Timberlake. So not pictures of me, but pictures of Justin Timberlake, the man who brought sexy back. So what is he doing at Saks Fifth Avenue? Well, Justin Timberlake sells clothes. Now, the problem is he sells more records than he does clothes. His clothes not very popular, but getting there. He started a company called William Rast. Uh, Justin Timberlake and his, his business partner. Basically, it's a fashion brand. He's 28 years old. The brand's been around for about three or four years. Now, it started as premium denim, denim just, you know, jeans. Jeans and jackets and things along those lines. First year of business, it didn't hit the sales until second year, what they wanted to hit in first year. So it's really not super successful of where he wants it to be. The struggles, you know, showed up in New York's Fashion Week. Sign of the times, downturn in high-end fashion. Celebrity-backed brands are getting hit hard. So celebrity-backed brands is what I'm talking about here. Sales of celebrity-licensed products fell to $2.9 billion last year. Now, in 2006, it was $3.5 billion. So Kanye comes out with clothes. We all want to buy his clothes. Justin Timberlake comes out with clothes. We all want to buy his clothes. Gwen Stefani comes out with clothes. We all want to buy her clothes. That's the basic idea. Paris Hilton, Nicky Hilton, you got the idea. Celebrity-backed close um down huge struggling in this recession now the struggles of william rast it teaches you a thing downturn in high-end fashion is hitting celebrities pretty aggressively result is a graveyard of celebrity brands jennifer lopez do you remember j-lo 
She had what was called Sweet Face. Sweet Face totally gone. Lauren Conrad, she closed her upscale collection in March after just a couple of seasons. Heidi Montag, Mandy Moore, Nikki Hilton, all gone, shut down. Andre Benjamin, does anyone know who Andre Benjamin is? He's one half of the rap duo Outcast. If you, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say something like, I can shake my hips to that, but the image of me shaking my hips is not very attractive. He had what was called Benjamin Bixby, menswear line. It was at Barney's New York last year. It's gone this year. So celebrity endorsements and celebrity fashion lines come in and go in pretty darn fast. Graveyard of them, in fact. Celebrity branding, not a new phenomenon, but with the rise of magazines and blogs dedicated, you know, to every last thing that we can get on Justin Timberlake, he was named GQ's best dressed man of the year last year. Of course, he was going to try to translate some of that in fashion trends and designers. Now, what's happened with celebrity lines is department stores want anything that's unique because they're getting killed by specialty stores like Zara and H&M. Star lines have been a fast way for a retailer to get any sort of buzz, any sort of buzz. Mr. Timberlake, one of the most successful entertainers in the world. He's won six Grammys. He's won two Emmys. He's been taken seriously in a variety of projects, but industry, it's a little bit tougher. Takes a little bit longer to succeed. He owns half of William Rast. Now, what is William Rast? It's him and his business partner. It's their grandfather. His grandfather was William Bomar, and his friend's grandfather was John Rast. So they came up with William Rast. Not a bad idea. Launched at Bloomingdale. So again, Bloomingdale's will do anything to get people into their store. So they come up with Justin Timberlake brand, premium denim. Jeans got quickly picked up by other retailers. Neiman Marcus Nordstrom. Everyone wanted them because people were coming in for them. Now it's starting to get hurt. He had to overhaul his business in 2007. Had to shake up management. Had to change the scope of their line. They lowered the prices on the jeans 10 to 15%. They were starting at 180. Now they start at 165. They hired design duo Johan and Marcella Lindbergh of the famous Jay Lindbergh brand. They spent $1.4 million for design services. It paid off. They're doing quite well now. Now, I'm throwing that out there as just, again, an idea that recession's hurting everyone. It's hurting you. It's hurting me. It's hurting Mr. Timberlake. He's been able to write it out, A, because he's well-funded, and B, because he's well-funded. Well, as C, he hires people to do the job correctly as well. That's an important thing to look at and to understand is most about success is hire the right people. Success or, or failure starts at the top, whether you're the San Francisco Giants, whether you're Intel, whether you're um, William Rast Design Clothes. 50% off. Now, this is what I like about this story is I can end with a place where you can go to to be kind of stylish. You can go to and learn to be a little bit more stylish. I, I like staying up on style. I can't say I'm the most stylish man because I don't have to be. I do radio in the morning, hit the gym in the afternoon, go to TV in the uh, evening, do research crazy early, crazy late. So I don't have to comb my hair in the day until I get on TV. And that, I do comb before I get on TV. I do groom a little bit. But there's a good website that you could look at, and you can get great discounts on, on high-end clothes, if high-end clothes are your thing. It's called Halt Look, H-A-U-T-E look.com, H-A-U-T-E look.com. Com. I'll post that on the live blog. The live blog is up and going. Talk910.com. Talk910.com. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm bringing sexy back to financial media. Much like Justin Timberlake brings 
sexy back to his audience. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating to talk. I'm John Cobelt. I'm Ken Shampoo. We're the John and Ken Show. Join us weekdays from 3 to 7. Now, Rob Black on 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. All things financial. California legislation is being, got to watch my language here, it's being put on hold. There is a new bill to curb illegal purchase of alcohol. It's going to be figured out in start of 2010. Basically a vote via the California Senate bill that would basically force supermarkets throughout all alcohol sales through live cashiers. It would help ensure that buyers are sober and of legal drinking age. Now you have those automatic, automatic, automated checkers now. A lot of kids are just going and getting a six-pack of beer, going to the automated checker, zip, right in, right out. Now, who's fighting this? Who in their right mind doesn't want kids buying beer? The grocery stores. Here's one where I think the Republicans and the Democrats just get their butts together and say, we can fix this. We do need to have one live checker that makes sure that when alcohol or cigarettes get bought, it goes beep, 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 and you walk over and you make sure it's not a teenager uh, mothers getting drunk driving clearly would want this in place. Uh, it's the grocery stores that are fighting it, and I don't get it. Sometimes our Congress and our government and our legislation, they do the right thing, and we just mess it up. Schwarzenegger says that he wants to do a little bit more studying before he signs the bill, so that's why they're slowing it down to get a little bit more information on it. Spray paint cigarettes and over-the-counter medications already have to be checked on minors. Um, so they're already in the system is, you know, failing. So it wouldn't be that hard to add alcohol to this transaction. Let's go to phone calls. Let's go to Kenneth in Oakland, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show. Kenneth. Good morning, Rob. How are you doing? I'm okay. Thanks for asking. Good, good. Hey, you know, I I, just, I still can't wrap my, my pea brain mind around this whole thing with, you know, Bernanke coming out and saying, well, you know, for the most part, the recession is over. I mean, as we know, I mean, you know, currently we're losing 500-plus thousand jobs uh, a week, and it's still going. Is he, is he defining this as a true definition of two quarters of negative GDP growth? I mean, how is he making this determination, or I think he's just blowing smoke? I don't think he's blowing smoke, Kenneth. There's leading economic indicators that are, have already been reported and they're already out there, like retail sales numbers, auto sales numbers. It's clear that we can say the manufacturing's picked up. He's not blowing smoke, but the question is, he's not going to come out there and say, Kenneth, you know, the, the economy's picking up, and it's all government spending, and, and everyone's going to be screwed when that government spending goes away. He's not going to do that. He's part of his job as PR, but government spending is carrying us at this point in time, and incentives along the lines of maybe a little less on your tax here, a little less on your tax there, a little rebate from one president, a little rebate from another president. Um, oh, gee, that you know, trillion-dollar stimulus bill. That is helping. There is no doubt about it. We have proof that technically we're out of a, a GDP-led recession. The final data hasn't been reported yet, but the leading indicators show us that we are out. 
But, you know, that's just temporary. What are we going to do in the, in the bigger picture? In the well, longer then, then your point on attacking Bernanke for saying that we're out of it is now useless because that's not fair. You can't judge him for saying we're out of it, and then you say, but that's just temporary because you're saying we're out of it, but it's just temporary. Well, I mean, it's, it's in true definition, if you're defining it as a period of two quarters of, of negative G- GDP growth, I mean, you're only going to get to a certain point in these government um, – you know, the, the finances and that's going to end up in these programs are going to be out there. They're all going to go away. It's cash for clunkers for whatever. What's going to happen next quarter? Cash for appliances. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, well, it's, it's, that's actually $300 million has been earmarked so that you and I can buy stoves and refrigerators and things along those lines. 90% of Americans can still have jobs. That's also important to remember. Well, that's true. And we but- have to eat food and we have to spend money on gasoline. So the economy, it's still working on a lot of levels, even in a recession. Yeah. yeah. So we're not at 25% unemployment. Well, the underimported are the ones who've fallen off radar over a period of time. I mean, we... California is somewhere between 16 and 18% underemployed. Yes. So... I mean, that's that's pretty alarming. I think you can wrap your pea-sized brain around it, Kenneth. I think you're doing a good job of it. Well, I appreciate it. So... Keep up the good work. I I appreciate you... uh, Tell it the way it is. Just keep in mind that our government officials and the Obamas and the Bidens and uh, the Bernankes, they're not going to come out and go, you know, there's a we're screwed. You know, our, our government what? treasure money is running out. And keep in mind, our government treasure money won't run out. We'll just print more of it. We'll devalue the dollar more. We'll come up with, you know, put it off on our grandkids. And we've known that our whole lives, Kenneth. There's always a wall of worry. We know Medicaid, Medi-Cal, Medicare is failing. We know Social Security is failing. Um, and yet... We're okay because we have an economy that's based off of debt versus our GDP. We're not as bad off as Europe is, and Europe's not as bad off as Japan is. And, you know, they're not – the gorillas aren't in charge. You know, the damn dirty apes aren't in charge in Japan, and they spend 120 percent on a regular basis of their economy um, through government spending. So we're not there. Yeah. But I hear you, Kenneth, and I appreciate the call. 800 800- Three four five five six three nine. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. In a purely capitalist society, we wouldn't be where we are now, and we're not in a purely capitalist society now. In a purely socialist society like Japan has, they're spending a lot more on their citizens than we are, as far as per GDP. It's a kind of a system of a bend but don't break, and you betcha. You know that the healthcare plan that came out yesterday, you and I are going to be paying for that, as as are the people that are poor. They're going to be paying for it in taxes. If you don't get it, you get penalized. Now, there's going to be subsidies for 20% in uh, 2010. Then there's going to be subsidies for 30% of people in 2012, 2011, and then up to 50% through 2012. So over time, we're going to scale more people into it uh, via subsidies, and it's, it's not ideal. I mean, there's there's no doubt what we're seeing as far as government spending and GDP, it's, it's not ideal. The kicker is, is don't take it personally and don't try to be right. That's my angle. Speaking of California... We got a little government stimulus tickling coming in. Installations of solar energy systems in California are set to double in 2009 versus 2008. Typically, it's going to be tied towards the incentives from the U.S. stimulus package, and it's going to defy a major downturn in the global market. Now, solar panels and solar power, believe it or not, flourished under President Bush. You would think, no chance. He's an oil guy. But they flourished under him because governments from Germany to France, the United States, we said, if you put solar panels on your business or you put solar panels on your home, we'll, we'll subsidize that. We'll, we'll take some of the cost for you. Now, when the global recession hit and government said, you know, we better bail out banks, we better bail out 
automakers, suddenly the solar kind of got last in line. So installations in California measured by terms of megawatts, they're going to set to rise by 120% year over year. That's impressive. World's going to decline 26% year over year. California's going to lead the nation. State's outperformance is expected to continue in 2010, even as global installations growth will start to resume internationally in 2010. And the market for solar energy systems has been severely impacted by the ongoing economic crisis is hitting the world. The debt financing of solar plants for commercial customers and investor syndicates has slowed dramatically across Europe, the United States, and other regions. But California, we're going to be a leader in this. It's worthy of note. And there is a investment tied towards solar power in California. It's called SunPower. Um, they're a big play in California. Is that investment advice? Not a chance on the planet. Don't know you. If you get your calls in there, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Um, I'm going to be doing some seminars coming up. Crown Plaza Hotel in Foster City. This Not this Thursday, but next Thursday. So not tonight, but a week from tonight. It's going to be a retirement boot camp, wealth preservation the following Saturday, so not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, Saturday the 26th, going to do a Money 101. That's going to teach you how to create wealth. It's going to you're 20-something, 30-something, 35-something. Uh, you got to create wealth when you're in those younger 20 and 30 years. Uh, so I'm going to teach you how to create wealth. Uh, it's, it's pretty basic, hardcore information. I know you're saying basic, hardcore. Yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of information, but a lot of it's the basic stuff, like max out your 401k. You want to get wealthy? Max out your 401k. Uh, in the afternoon in Pleasanton, I'm going to be doing a retirement boot camp. So I've got two seminars coming up, one in Foster City, two in Pleasanton. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. And it's a website that's pretty good. And you can go there and see it. But Beyonce's got a better website than I got. But my website, robblack.com, is not too shabby in of its own. Uh, in of its own. That's fine to say, right? So i got a Roger Ebert, Oprah Winfrey story, but I don't think I'm going to tell it today. I think I'm going to tell it on another day because it's a good story. It's a great story. They actually dated. I'm not going to get it all out right now, but they dated. And I'll remind me at some point in time. Someone calling up. Someone call up and say, "Rob, tell the Roger Ebert Oprah Winfrey story." Maybe I'll tell it at Christmas time. Every year I'll start a tradition here on Talk Nine Ten and Nine Ten AM, and I'll tell the Oprah Winfrey Roger Ebert story, and I'll, I'll do it with Christmas music, and we'll do hot toddies with it, and we'll have a good time. But I do have a good Roger Ebert Oprah Winfrey story. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Websites Talk Nine Ten dot com. More stimulating talk. many damn tv stations we have a weather channel we got too many damn tv stations in the world or cable stations maybe the better way of saying that i know you're saying why are we listening to you complain about the weather channel it makes no sense to me let's talk about something that does make sense to me chuck reed i like chuck reed i'd like to have chuck reed on the show who's chuck reed he's the mayor of san jose I think he's one of the best mayors in the nation because you know why? You can't tell if he's a Republican or a Democrat. He's working for the people and he's working pretty darn hard. He uh, does a good job representing San Jose. San Jose, for all intent purposes, is an armpit. It might as well be the Stockton of San Francisco. No, 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 no. I don't really mean that because of mayors like Chuck Reed. He's done a really good job putting San Jose on the map. It's It was already on the map before that. I know it's a big city. I know that there's some good tech companies there. I know they got a hockey team. I, by the way, am really looking forward to 
um, hockey season starting up. I do a fantasy league. If anyone wants to challenge me in a fantasy league, put up or shut up. Bring the money. Let's play. Um, I'll gladly do updated results. I'll let you come on air and, and gloat if you win. Whatever. Whatever. Um, so I dig Chuck Reed as a mayor. I think he does a great job. He's seen at all the restaurants. He's seen at all the museums. He's, I mean, he gets around. Now, some guys saying getting around is a bad thing. I say getting around is a good thing. So Chuck Reed gets around. He wants to make San Jose the center of clean tech innovation. His phone number is 408-535-4800. He goes around and tells people his phone number, 408-535-4800. He gave a keynote speech in Sausalito the other day. He says, if you want to start a company, expand your company or grow your company, do it in San Jose. He announced that the city has partnered with PG&E, Cisco Systems, and IBM to jointly apply for $42 million in federal stimulus dollars for a smart grid project. If the proposal gets funded, it's going to equip 75,000 businesses and residential customers with energy devices that are going to help them better manage their electricity use and allow PG&E to manage a greater volume of solar installations. Now, 40% of the rooftop solar in the country is right here. 40% of the rooftop solar in the country is right here through PG&E. He wants to see every San Jose resident put solar on their roof. He reminded the audience of his 10-point plan to green San Jose within 15 years. He wants to plant 100,000-plus trees. He wants to replace the city's 62,000 streetlights with zero-emission lighting. His chief goal is to create 25,000 private sector clean tech jobs. Those jobs that are going to create are going to create profit for corporations, and he's going to tax that. Those jobs that they create, he's going to get some state sales tax tied towards that. He's going to tax that. Some income tax tied towards that. He's going to tax that. He's going to make his money when you go out to restaurants. He's going to get his money. He said, quote, I'm from the government, and I understand that government doesn't create jobs. I dig him because he's doing everything he can to help corporations and small businesses come to his, his city and let them create the jobs. He's trying to make it friendly. Californians, I mean, wake up, Californians. Wake up. Remember when Hollywood was the the big movie center of the world? Now it's Vancouver and New York City. It's Louisiana. Louisiana's doing big films. New Mexico, because they gave tax incentives that Californians aren't willing to give. Do you know why we've got a baseball team that's subpar in hitting? Because we've got a 9.5% sales tax here. They can play in Texas with no sales tax. And when you make millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, you take more of it home. Our tax structure is killing the state. At one point in time, it was great because it helped fund social programs that we believed in. But now we can't get those social programs taken away. I dig Chuck Reed. He knows what it's all about. Incentivize businesses to come to us. I don't want to date Chuck Reed, but I would like to have him on this show. So I can say, I dig you, Chuck Reed. I dig you. Mayor of Oakland? I don't know. It doesn't really work for me. San Francisco Newsom does a good job of trying to create more jobs, trying to make it more friendly to bring jobs here. But he's also got a lot of social programs that I think are pretty darn expensive. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk a little energy. Toot, toot, beep. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk a little energy. San Diego. Now, again, I'm, I'm eyeballing California a little bit more. Interest in algae. Algae. Firms and scientists are racing to figure out how to best separate the oil produced in organisms from biofuel. San Diego is now starting to draw investor interest, and investor interest could be big returns for you if you can help, if you can figure this out. Who's going to win? 
So down in Southern California, they've started figuring out that pond scum, which is a nuisance to you and I as swimmers, pond scum is a nuisance to boat owners, but pond scum has oil locked up in that slimy stuff. And we've got to figure out how to mass produce an oil. We don't got to figure it out. We got to let the brains at the biotech beach. That's the area. In the, you know how we got Silicon Valley? They got biotech beach. So it's all along La Jolla. And uh, 200 plus companies now are, are in that area doing biotech research. A lot of them are pulling in government money. Uh, and some, most of them will never make any money. Most of them will never make any money. That area has pulled in a good $170 million plus million from venture capitalists trying to get biofuel from algae interesting we're a long way away from it but again that's where california might get great again we might get great again right now we ain't so great and right now we're struggling so we'll keep an eyeball on that speaking of struggling this has been a glorious year on the stock market and it was a year that started in january with the financial media telling you is this the next depression i'm lynn jimenez with kgo why does she sound like a bloated Gil Gross? I don't know. But she does sound like a bloated Gil Gross. Um, her financial advice, inch deep, mile wide. Doesn't really know what she's talking about. Now that everything's going good, it's, hey, is this the best time to invest? Like she'll, she'll always be the church of what's working now because she reads press releases for a living. She doesn't have an econ- economics. She has, her background is in reading and looking good, even though she's on radio. Um, it's been a good year. It's been an easy year to make money. Market's up 50, 55% from the bottoms of March. I mean, that's pretty glorious. If you haven't made money in your 401k this year, you've done something really effing wrong. So now what could you have done wrong? Well, you could have thought that January and February and March was going to continue to last. The market was going to continue to go to market Armageddon. You might have said, let's put it in a treasury bond fund. Treasury yields began to rebound with the turn of the calendar in January. Market focused less on economic meltdown. We're in the progress of, you know, Uncle Sam's massive borrowing needs. And had you gone after a treasury yield, you would have got crushed this year. In December, the treasury yield was 4.26, fell as low as 2.5. You would have a negative 11% return had you gone in right around January. Another way that you could have got screwed, had you invested in a strong dollar fund, i.e. if you expected the global financial system to fly apart in 2009, it would have had made sense to start collecting the dollar. Figure that investors would turn back to the world's premier currency as a, a haven. But when the world didn't go to heck in a handbasket, the greenback, the dollar did. It's been a bad year on the dollar. So if you thought the world was going to go to heck and no one would want the euro and no one would want the yuan, you did the wrong thing. So there was ProFund's rising U.S. dollar fund. It's down 9% for the year. And natural gas has been the other big loser this year. Um, oil's been wonderful and sexy. Natural gas, no. Natural gas is down to seven and a half year lows at this point in time. For the year, natural gas up about 30%. But that's not a lot of comfort when the market's up 50%. Let's go to Mitch in San Jose. Mitch, how are you? Oh, good. How are you doing, Rob? I'm okay. Yeah, you know, I was just looking at a chart of Apple and noticed it's had uh, quite a big run-up the last, like, six months. I was just wondering if you think it's time to pull a little money off, or is it? do you think it can still go up from here? Okay, I'm going to give you the what I think is going to happen. I own shares of Apple, first and foremost. I've made good money on Apple. It's put food in my belly, so to speak. Now, Apple's going to eventually come out with an Apple tablet, and people are going to get excited by that. But typically, when they come out with a new product, they sell right after it's been announced. So 
next year we're going to hear about this tablet. More importantly, Mitch, they're talking about continuing the relationship with AT&T. I would like to see them not continue their relationship with AT&T. I think the Apple iPhone could be owned by as many as 40 to 45% of Americans. Um, and they're going to limit themselves if they just stay with AT&T, in my opinion. Now, I think there's some pretty good demand for the Apple iPhone, and there's some positives going on with that. I think it goes to 200, uh, maybe 225 in a speculative, frothy market. We're getting there. We're getting to a speculative, frothy market. But um, if you bought Apple for a short-term trade, pull some money off the table. It's trading at 30 times earnings. It would be a little bit more expensive and a little bit more like, let's get the heck out now if it was trading at 40 times earnings. It's trading at 26 times next year's earnings. Their momentum is great. Their inventory is great. Their product uh, lineup right now is great. They are dealing with a U.S. consumer who is tired and is in a recession. I could make a case for letting some go short term, but honestly, I, I think you're okay until March of 2010 and then check back with me at that point in time. So, do you, do you think uh, 200 could be like an emotional barrier by any chance? Um, a technical barrier? Sure, it could be. Um, but how about if they announce a stock split? Then again, how about if Steve Jobs gets hit by a bus? I mean, there's, there's a lot of ifs and buts and candy and nuts of what a party we'd have that are going on. Um, there's no doubt about that. Yep, yep, yep. So thanks for the call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Before I go, I want to mention Valerie Grant is pissed off. She's, she's like a, a, a bee hornet nest that's all rattled up. I parked in her parking space. There's 10 more spaces right around it, Valerie. You could park in any other space. Someone was in my space. Valerie Grant, I'm calling you out on this. It's just an extra three-second walk to another space. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Yeah, yeah come on. Valerie Grant's going to yell at me. We could do this on the air. Hey, whatever was, works for you. All the microphones work yeah. except for that one. There's all these parking, right? Yeah, you got to get on mic. Now, it says, How can you not know to put your mouth on the microphone? Name, yeah. And it says a name that's not yours. Right. What does that say to you? Well, I'm kind of a big deal. And really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your own mind, at least. I get the the man. I get the manager spot, John Scott spot. But someone in John Scott spot, and he didn't give me another one to get into. And well, let's just say I kind of got here late today. And because yeah. I got here late, I took Valerie Grant's spot because uh, I know you do traffic and weather, and you do a great. Time. Listen to her voice. She's got a voice like butter. He's really kissing up now. Parking in San Francisco is brutal. It's oh come on. We got oh. <laughs> have you been in Clear Channel's parking garage? There's it's so funny. Eighty five percent empty space. I go up to Derek and I go, Derek, who is this Prius that keeps parking in my spot? Yeah. And he goes, I don't know. I go, Well, we need to get him a parking spot. And then so today I'm driving in, I'm like, now who's this car? And I <laughs> so I go, Derek, who is this now? It's the host. It's Rob Black. And I went, I'm going to have to have a little talk with Rob Black. <laughs> and I'm going to call you out you and say... You know I love you about this. I but know, but why do know, people get so... It's like people who live in condos and townhouses. They get all flustered when, oh my God, someone's in my space. Let's call the police. No, you know what the it is? The police have San better Francisco, things to be doing. Though, in yeah. San Francisco, parking is such a hot issue. Yeah. It's like a hot topic issue. And people will circle for miles to try to find that one parking spot. So when you get to that exalted place with a name on a parking spot, you, I love that parking spot. <laughs> Really, more than I love my husband at times. Because really? I can drive right into work, park in that spot, and it's my parking spot. It's the one thing that belongs to but, me. But notice, I don't throw a tizzy when someone's in my spot. What spot do you have, and why don't you park there, then? John Scott's. But John Scott doesn't drive. He walks to his I know, spot. and he gives his spot out to other you know people. What we're going to do? We're going to make a name for you. I'm going to take John's off and put your name right there. Now, see, you're thinking too much about this. No. Can no. you solve, can you solve no. the recession? 
Oh, absolutely. How about Poland's economy? It's it's in the it's in the crapper. How can we help Poland? I say don't care. You're an answer person. You know I don't you're care. an answer person. All I care cars. about is who's in my parking spot. Why won't they leave? I think you're too tense. Can <laughs> you I pay to what? get you? Can I pay to get you a massage? <laughs> I think you're too tense. You know you're you're wig wearing a teepee. See somebody's in my parking, and you know what? You park down there, and I know how you were late. You're sideways on that parking spot. You make it so hard for the people on either side to park oh, too. Man. It is so inconsiderate. You know what? We you want some cheese with that wine? Inconsiderate parking people. People that park very inconsiderate to other people. This is what's wrong with close. America. It is tailgating and rude people and cutting you off when you get to work. There's two hundred empty. Spot, there's two hundred empty somebody, spots in the garage. Is this the first time that you've ever parked in my spot? No. Let's tell the audience the true facts. Three, three, is this the first time you've ever done three it? Three or four times. Three or four times. Yeah. Aren't you the mathematician? I would say more like a dozen. I would say no way. Okay, well, I love you. I'm gonna make you, someone I'm gonna, else was. Someone I'm else gonna was make you a name, though. I'm That's, gonna make you a name, and I put you on John Scott's parking spot. Can you do a picture of me instead, instead of a name? Do I'm, I'm so important. I want a picture of me. Are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're so important. You got a yeah. picture of you. I saw the books. I'm looking at your card. I'm like, what kind of books does this guy read? I saw jugs. What? No, it was bipartisan bickering or something like that. Okay, so. It was interesting. Don't I thought go, that's when I thought I knew. It was don't you. go through my car. It was you. Did you find the empty beer bottles? I did. <laughs> See, at least I don't throw them out on the road. I did, which is true. That's good, right? You're a very considerate person, <laughs> but you're obsessed with my parking spot. You're obsessed with being obsessed war. with. You're obsessed with it, my parking spot. There's 200 empty spots and in the garage. And you know what? None of them say Valerie Grant. They <sighs> say visitor. And they say this is open, but they don't say Valerie. Man, now, you, you and Seabass, you and Seabass are tightly wound. <laughs> when I hear gunshots, I'm going for the I'm going for the stairs because I know, know it's I, you. Because it means you're at my parking spot again. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Love Valerie Gant, hate Valerie Gant. Let me know. 800-345-5639. Ahead at noon, Glenn Beck. Now Rob Black. Nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk. the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Thank you so much for listening and um, putting up with me. Trend all week has been strong in equities. It's been a good week. Um, I feel like it's Friday. I feel like it's Aloha Friday, but it's not. Maybe I won't come to work tomorrow and make it my Aloha Friday. I could use another three-day weekend, but I'll be here. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about unemployment and jobs. It's going to be one of those shows on how to get a job. So... Call in. We'll have some recruiters. We'll have some people here to chat on some ideas on how to get a job. Matthew Rose of the Wall Street Journal is going to join us tomorrow talking Devil's Dictionary. I dig the journal. I do. Um, Today, Oracle, well, last night, Oracle posted inline expectations. FedEx reaffirmed. Wall Street's digging it. Wall Street's cool with what we're seeing right now. Housing starts for August met expectations. Latest weekly jobless claims are lower than expected. Continuing claims are slightly higher. Today we're seeing some winners in REITs and footwear and healthcare. Healthcare doing well in large part because Obama's uh, healthcare plans not looking that strong in the teeth. In fact, you can probably you know read into some of the things that we're seeing in it and say it's going to be bad for hospitals but good for HMOs. Got some odd stories that I want to wrap up here. And let's real quick let's talk Oracle. They're managing their cost well. Their sales were bad, so the economy is hurting the people who are using their product. But they're managing their cost well, and they're going to squeeze some uh, accretive earnings out of Sun Microsystems as they're going to fire a lot of people out of Sun. Today, we learned that Bank of Japan has kept their monetary policy 
where it is at one-tenth of one percent in the month of September. So their borrowing costs are pitifully low. Their borrowing costs have been pitifully low for 20 years now. So don't freak out about our economy. Remember earlier in the show, someone freaked out and said, I, I got a pea-sized brain. I don't can't wrap my head around how we're coming out of a recession. This is not ideal, but it's not you know, awful either. Windows 7's coming out. Some analysts have looked at Intel. They've scratched their, their beard, and they've gone, hmm, their quarter's going pretty good. In particular, Hewlett-Packard. So Intel doing very, very well sequentially and year over year. What's good for Intel is good for Broadcom. Bing. Bing, the search engine. I'm digging Bing. It's kind of fun to play around with Bing. It's, it's a cooler search site than Google is at, the point in, at this point in time. I hate the name Bing. I wish they would change their name to Boogle because Google's kind of cool. So maybe Boogle or Moogle or great Google to Moogle to. But their site is doing good. They're capturing 11% of the market share in a little less than three months. They're not going to get, you know, 65% where Google is in. They got that huge lead. But Bing's doing pretty well for Microsoft. Microsoft is one of those companies you don't underestimate. Because at one point in time, people said, ah, the Xbox will never survive. There's the Sony PlayStation 3, Nintendo. No one will ever go after the Xbox. It's, it's done pretty good. AMD is, is getting some piggyback love, kind of because Intel's getting some piggyback love. Desktop motherboard makers are getting, you know, channel checks are showing us that AMD's doing nicely. Facebook's hits 300 million users. 300 million users. Mark Zuckerberg, CEO, said the company's become cash flow positive as well. Company's valued at $10 billion. Huh. Farmers, they want an industry probe. Those cows in collusion. Moo. Dairy farmers stung by a price depressing glut of milk. They're pressing federal antitrust regulators to investigate competition. Price of milk. It's fallen. It's dropped 36%, the lowest level in three decades. They're almost giving it away. U.S. farmers added about 190,000 milk cows between 2007 and 2008. Back in 2007, 2008, milk was super expensive. So what did the farmers do? They brought in more cows. And when you bring in more cows, you create more supply. But they're saying there's some sort of collusion. There's some sort of anti-competitive thing going on in the world of cows. I got a good story on gelato, but I'm going to save this good story on gelato until tomorrow because it's that kind of good. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Again, tomorrow we're going to talk about jobs and getting a job. We've got a good show for you. i got some seminars coming up. I'm going to teach you how to protect wealth in Foster City next Thursday. The following Saturday, I'm going to be in Pleasanton teaching how to create wealth, teaching how to protect it as well. So there's three seminars. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's R-O-B-B-L-A-C-K.com. It's robblack.com. I've got a Facebook page called I Hate Rob Black. I don't take myself as seriously as Valerie Grant takes herself. I have a sense of humor in life. She's a little tightly wound. She could use a little bit of puffing, if you know what I'm saying. 800-345-5639. Not puffing in a dirty way, puffing in a weed way. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.